welcome to Widow Too Soon. This is one of your hosts, Michelle Bader. Unfortunately, Mark is unable to be here this time, but should join us again next time. We are going to be getting into the topic, who am I? Redefining who I am now. But first, I want to catch you up on what's been going on in my life since the last episode. So I think I shared with you last time that we were going to be heading out to Silverwood. If you're not from the Pacific Northwest, you might be like, what? Silverwood. Silverwood is an amusement park in Idaho. It's about six hours away. So we first went out and visited some relatives in eastern Washington. And then from there, we went to Silverwood. We had a three-day pass there were water slides, roller coasters, and this time I decided to do all the roller coasters that scared me last time. That includes the upside down ones. <laughs> now, they weren't really scary, but I don't know about you, but as I get older, I mean, remember, I'm always 29, but as I get older, they start to make me feel a little queasy. So I did a few of them, and then I was like, hmm. I did them <laughs> and I didn't want to do them again because it wasn't worth the way that I would feel, but I watched my kids do them lots of times and we just had a great time just really enjoying the moment. Honestly, I had a little bit of grief because the last time we were there was with my husband, Luke. It was one of our last trips. It was 11 months before he passed away and he had a scooter and was able to get around the park that way. We ended up going on the Ferris wheel together, and it was such a great memory. Haley and I um, went on one this time, and he was able to do some of the rides. He even did the ride that goes, you'll go straight up. You're like sitting in a seat. You can't see where you're going. You can't see the top, and then you get to the top, and it drops you down. Luke did that one. He did a lot of them. So honestly, um, it was hard for me. I don't know about you, but sometimes it's hard for me when I see complete families together. It's not that I'm not happy for them but it reminds me of what I don't have. I know if you're listening, you get this. You understand that it's hard to see the families with the mom and the dad and the kids when you're the single parent or you're alone or whatever, it gets difficult. So I did have a little bit of grief. Um, something really cool happened. I believe that God sends us signs that our people are okay. Now, I don't have any like biblical backing behind this. This is just what I think. So on the last day, there was just like orange, beautiful sky and just like light streaming down. And it just felt like Luke could see us, you know, I know there can't be sadness in heaven, so they can't see everything on earth. I tell my kids, I feel like it's like they have these glasses on where they can only see the good on earth. Again, this is not biblically based. This is just what I like to think. And so I believe he could see us and could see the joy that we were having and the fun that we were having. And it was just beautiful super, super beautiful. I'll put a link to um, those pictures because they're absolutely stunning with the sky and all of that. So that's one of the things I've been doing. Um, just been working on taking risks. So let me tell you, I am kind of in this new place of life. Remember I told you I jumped off a bridge a few weeks ago? Well, I'm kind of saying yes to all opportunities that are legal, safe, and moral. So a friend had seen that video and he was like, you should come with me to this other spot. So I drove two hours. He lives in Seattle. I live, you know, Vancouver. We both drove, I think he drove like two and a half hours. I drove two hours to this place and it was the most beautiful. I have to put a link to this video too. And it was like the most beautiful blue water. It was like Hawaii. It was cold though. The water was cold. 
it was cold outside and I don't know, it was maybe 30 feet off and you have to jump off of a rock into the water. And yeah, honestly, it took me a minute. I was a little scared, but I watched him do it first and he guided me on where to go and I did it and it was awesome. And so I'm really just trying to carpe diem, like really every day, like what can I do today to really take this day in? Because as we know, all of us going through grief, life is too short, right? You hear me? It's too short. And so we need to carpe diem as much as we can. In case you don't know, it means seize the day. I think you all know. But if you're like, hey, what's that girl saying? <laughs> it's seize the day, seize the day. I remember really learning about that my senior year of high school, what carpe diem meant. And I really loved it. I was like, yeah, seize the day. Like that's kind of like my motto. So that's a little bit about what's been going on. I'm really excited to continue focusing on podcasting. I'm going to be having two additional podcasts. One is already there. You can search for it on any major platform. It's called widow goals. And it's just specific goals that you can do in order to move forward as a widow or widower. And then I'm launching another podcast called grief goals, and it's going to be goals for grief outside of just widows and widowers. So I'm really excited about these projects. I feel like I want so badly for God to make beauty from ashes, to create dancing from my morning. He changed my morning into dancing. Hallelujah. Does anyone else feel like that? If you don't, it's coming. It's coming. Like some days I'm just like, yes, I'm healing. My morning is being changed into dancing. So that's a little bit about what's been going on. So let's go ahead and tackle this subject. Who am I? Okay. I don't know about you, but when I woke up after Luke passed away, I'm like, whoa, whoa, trippy. I'm not married. Did you guys feel like that? Whoa. I'm not married. I'm a widow. Like, it's like your whole title just changed. I was married for almost 17 years. Big change. I know there's some of you out there have been married for like 30 years, 40 years. Like, this is a big change. Who am I now? If I am not a wife, if I'm not a husband, who am I? And it was kind of strange, right? To just look in the mirror, like literally look in the mirror and be like, who am I? Who am I? Okay. Well, I'm still a mom. Okay. Got that. Got that. I'm still a Christian. Got that. Got that. You know, I'm, I'm a daughter of the King. Like I've got these solid things, but I'm not married. <laughs> like such a weird thought. Right. And then it's like, what, who am I without my spouse? Because for so many years we do a lot with them, right? We eat with them. We travel with them. Like we have hobbies with them. It's like, you know, our worlds are entwined and suddenly one of them's gone and you feel like half of you is gone. And so who am I? So first of all, I want to read a verse from Ecclesiastes three, one through eight. And I know you've heard this. I know you have, but I just want you to listen because there are different seasons in life right now. I'm in the single mom and single woman season. And it's taken me a while to embrace that. I didn't want to be a single mom. And I definitely didn't want to be a single woman again. I had a hard enough time the first time, you know, like I married Luke when I was 24 and I had plenty of failed relationships before that. 
So to be back in this place where I'm going to eventually like have to date again. I mean, what? So anyways, there's a season. <clears throat> there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. I think this is like a Beatles song or something. A time to be born, a time to die. I don't sing, but you, you probably know that. Um, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and all the widows say, what? And a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. Hallelujah. Okay. I'm adding a few of my own words. If you can't tell, you can read it straight from the Bible. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. So, you know, really we have different seasons and we shouldn't fight them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, I want to be married. I still want to be married. I don't want to be a single parent, but that's not the season I'm in. And so we can either fight the seasons we're in, or we can embrace them. It even says a time to embrace, right? And so it's up to you. It's going to be the same season, whether you accept it or not. So I have found personally that accepting where I'm at makes it a little bit easier, right? Okay. I'm single. All right. So who am I now? How do I redefine who I am. So I found this really great document from Joyce Myers. I'm going to put a link in the show, show notes called who am I? And there's like all of these things about who I am and lots of verses It'll take me too long to read them all. So I have a bunch of them highlighted that I really like that I'm going to share with you. And then you can find this and you can print it out for yourself and remind yourself who you are. Okay. I have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding Philippians four, seven. I have received the power of the Holy Spirit and he can do miraculous things through me. I have the authority and power over the enemy in this world. Mark 16 through 17 and 18 and Luke 10, 17 through 19. I can do whatever I need to do in life through Christ Jesus, who gives me strength. Philippians 4, 13. I humbly submit myself to God. The devil flees from me because I resist him in the name of Jesus. James 4, 7. I am not ruled by fear because the Holy Spirit lives in me and gives me his power, love, and self-control. 2 Timothy 1.7. I have been rescued from the domain and the power of darkness and brought into God's kingdom. Colossians 1.13. My life is rooted in my faith in Christ and I overflow with thanksgiving for all he's done for me. Colossians 2.7. And that's just a small sampling of everything that's on this list of who I am in Christ. And it's just powerful to read these. This is actually a copy from my purse. I put it in there so I can just kind of like pull it out and read it when I need to. And, you know, so first of all, you've got to know who you are in Christ, right? Then it's kind of fun. Okay. You're like, what? Okay. What's fun about being a widow? Well, I remember when I realized about a year ago, so remember I'm 14 months out. So I guess a couple months after Luke passed away, I was like, wait, my life is a blank 
slate, like a blank page and a blank book, like my future, my future, which can be scary, but it can also be exciting. I started looking into different um, careers. I was thinking about being a, what are they called? Doula, but decided that wouldn't really work for me. I don't really like blood and things like that. Um, so that wouldn't work, but I, I looked into it. I looked into, I don't even remember all the things, but I was like, I could literally do whatever I want. I mean, within reason I have kids, but in five years, they'll all be grownups. So there's nothing holding me back. And especially if you have lived with someone with a terminal illness and they were sick for a long time, you don't have freedom and then you do. And I don't want you to feel guilty about that. Okay. They're celebrating up in heaven. So don't even feel guilty if you're like, whoa, is it okay that I feel freedom right now? Yes. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free, by the way. Yes, you can feel freedom. And so that in that freedom, you have the opportunity to discover what is it that I love. And so I just started like making a list of like things that I enjoy. And yeah, because of COVID, it was a little difficult to do some of these, but now I'm like, I want to take a dance class. Like I love dancing. Like, I think it is so funny dancing in my room all the time. Like I love it. And so like, I want to take a salsa class or like something like that. Um, I'm really interested in speaking as part of my career for the future. I'm going to take a speaking class. Um, I love writing. I'm doing more writing. I decided I want to try something new for working out. I tried CrossFit. I already quit, not because it was too hard, but because I decided I like working out on my own better, like just putting on some worship music and running or praying. I prefer that over being like yelled at at what to do. So CrossFit wasn't exactly for me, but I tried it. You know, you might want to, I don't know, just do something new, do something new that you've never done before. Push yourself out of your comfort zone. And if you're new to being a widow, Maybe your comfort zone is just getting out of bed and that's okay. I'm just talking about like when you're ready, when you're like, whoa, like who am I, what I want to do, you know, and then getting involved in church, getting involved in Bible studies, figuring out who am I? And you know what else? Call on your tribe. We've talked about that before. Ask your friends, what do you think I'm good at? Like, what's something that you think that I am talented at and you know, just use their advice to help you figure out what you want to do. Um, figure out things that feed your soul. What do I mean by that? When you do something and you're done with it and you're like, that was absolutely like when you feel alive, that's when, you know, you've tapped into something that you're good at, or you really enjoy. For example, About five or six years ago, I was able to travel to North Carolina and speak on stage at a conference called the Unstoppable Women's Conference. And I talked about Unstoppable Peace. It was when Luke was going through cirrhosis and they did my hair and makeup and like, it was just so fun. And when I got on that stage and I spoke with passion and I was able to share how Jesus had helped us through the hardest time of our life at that point, hardest, not hardest and able to talk to women afterwards about what they're going through. I felt alive. I cannot explain it. The best way that I can explain it to people is it, I never felt that beautiful and like in my zone, except for my wedding day. That was like my second day where I felt beautiful and not just beautiful on the outside, but just like, this is my calling, like that feeling, like this is my calling. Like, have you ever had that? 
that's how I feel when I do podcasting. That's how I feel when I write. That's how I feel when I speak in front of people. Like this is my calling. And so right now I am stepping out in faith people. You want to hear about this? I'm a teacher, right? I have my, my master's in education, but I'm taking a year off. I'm putting it out there, guys. I'm taking a year off to fully, fully focus on this podcasting, speaking, teaching, and not teaching, not teaching. I meant writing <laughs> all the things, YouTube, like all of it so that I can move my career forward and I'm gonna give it a year. And if it doesn't work, then I'll probably have to go back to teaching. But you know, the coolest thing is when your passion and your career line up. Now that doesn't always happen, but I'm going to give it a good old college try <laughs> to make my passions and my career line up this year. And so I'm really, really excited about that. Um, find something you love. Yeah. Maybe it's a new exercise thing. I tried, what is it, what's it called? Hot Pilates. You go in this room, like hundred and something degrees and you do Pilates. That was an interesting thing I tried. Um, I'm just into like trying new things and like be open, like try this. I'm going to tell you, it will change your life. If you do what I'm doing and you say yes to all opportunities that are legal, safe and moral, and that are a good, you know, investment of your time, not like saying you have to, I don't know, do everything that's presented to you. But if somebody, this happened to be last week, Hey, you want to go on an eight mile hike? Yeah, I think I do. Beautiful waterfalls. Awesome. Hey, you want to go jump off some rocks? Mm, okay, sure. Like, um, there's just so many things like my best friend, um, Deborah, shout out to Deborah. Woo-woo. She and I, we live, uh, about seven hours from each other. And she lives in Boise and I live in where I guess I said Vancouver. I mean, Ridgefield, I live in the country now. We're about three and a half. There's a town about three and a half hours from both of us. And it was just like, it worked out. Hey, you want to go there Wednesday? Mm, Sure. Why not? So I get to go hang out with my best friend. And so it's just, I'm kind of just in this like excited place. Now we all get there at different times. Don't feel bad if you're not in this excited place, but I hope this gives you hope that if you're not excited about life right now, if you're feeling down, number one thing I wanted to hear is a new winner. Number one thing I wanted to hear is a new widow. It will get better. Okay. I got an exercise for you. Go look in the mirror. Go do it. It's a podcast. You can take me with you. Come on, take me. All right. There you are where you're in the car. You're looking in the mirror. Look at yourself and say, it will get better. Everybody. It will get better. I promise you. This is like the number one thing people want to know. Because when you're in those first few months, and I know some of you are, it's dark and it's hard to see the light, but I promise you, you will see the light. The light will shine again. And one day it will be all lightness, tiny bit of dark. Okay. It will get better. I want you to know that. And just, you know, you can't take care of others unless you take care of yourself. Okay. So this is not being selfish. You got to put on your own oxygen mask before you take care of those around you. My counselor told me that. And it's a real fact, you know, just like on the airplane, put on yours before you help people around you. So what are you doing for you? That's why I'm talking about like, get a hobby, um, take a bubble bath. Uh, fun fact. I take a bubble bath pretty much every single day. My new beautiful house has this amazing tub, like overlooks a farm. It's amazing. So take a bath. That's a good thing. 
Um, I bought this like dance workout series. Reminds me, I want to do that again. It's so fun. It's like beach body or something. That's super fun. Um, turn up the music, unless you don't like to dance, turn up the music, just find things that bring you joy, bring you joy. You might try some things and you're like, eh, that didn't really bring me joy. Spend time with people. Like I love laughing. I love being with people. I try to see at least one or two friends a week and okay, people are going to stop calling you. You got to call them. You know, so you got to keep reaching out to people because eventually, if you're not there yet, they will stop reaching out to you. And that's okay. You got to be okay with it. You got to give people grace. You know, they're doing the best they can. And, you know, also my BFF taught me this. She said, I try to give people grace because I try to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're doing the best that they know how. And I was like, oh, that's good. So I try to remember that. That people don't try to be mean. They don't try to forget. They're doing the best they can with what they have. They might not know how to talk to people going through grief. So anyways, trying to figure out who you are and spend time with people. Arrange a girl's night or a guy's night or whatever. I do that a lot. Not a lot, but it's something I try to have people over or we meet somewhere or like totally last minute today, contacted my friend, Catherine, shout out to Catherine was like, Hey, you want to go to Olive Garden? Sure. We met at Olive Garden today, you know, try to make it a priority. And I understand if you have younger kids, it's a little more difficult, minor 13, 15 and 17. So I can leave them. Um, but make time for you. Like I promise you are worth it. You are worth it. Maybe no one has told you this. You are worth it. I'm pausing because I just, I wanted to sink in. I see so many sad widows and widowers. Oh my goodness. The other day I saw, I need to find out what happened. Somebody posted that this widow was like taking pills and ending her life. And I don't want anyone to ever feel like that. There is so much life left for you. There's so much left for you to do so much joy, so much happiness, so much that you can do to change the world for other people. And so don't ever believe the lie of the enemy that you're not worth it. Life would be better if you were dead. We've all heard that. I've heard it whispered in my ears and I know that is a lie. You know, that's where the enemy wants us to be. He wants us to be in this hopeless place where you'd be better off dead. And that's easy to get to that place when you are a widow and you feel hopeless and your life has been turned upside down. You can't see the hope. You can't see the light, but you know what? You have hope. There's so much more for you. I know we've all heard this Jeremiah 29, 11, but it's so true for, I know the plans I have for you plans to give you hope and to prosper. I'm probably not quoting it right. You know, plans for hope and future, all that stuff. I'll put it in the show notes, not to harm you you know, for good. Like God has so much for you. This is not the end of your story. Yes. It was the end of your spouse's story. We'll never understand why it's people's time. That's not for us to know and understand, but it was, but we're still here. So if we're still here, that means God still has a plan. God still has a plan for you. He still has a reason that you're here. Maybe it's for your kids. Maybe it's for future people. I mean, there's so many reasons your life touches so many lives. It's like, it's a wonderful life, right? 
I wish we could all see that. Like we could all see what the world would be like without us. And so then we could really see the impact that we've had, because I promise you, people are watching you, you're making an impact and people love you and they care about you. And, you know, Mark and I are here for you. We want to pray for you. Like, please, please reach out to us. You can send us a DM on Instagram at widow too soon underscore. You could also email us. Let me remember the email widowed too soon M as in Mark and Michelle at gmail.com. We will email you back. We will pray for you. We do prayer time sometimes on Instagram. Like we want to be there for you and we want to pray for you. And I love checking in on people, seeing how they're doing because it can be a lonely place, right? As a widow. So I hope this has given you mostly my biggest prayer is that this episode gives you hope for the future, that it will get better. And then it gives you some ideas, maybe, you know, what else can you do? You can look into like, we get these little catalogs every once in a while, of, like community events that are coming up or classes you can sign up for. Take a class you've never taken. Maybe you've never done much with art. Take an art class, take a guitar class, um, take kickboxing. I've done that. That's super fun too. Sign up for a race, learn how to fly fish. I mean, the world is your oyster. <laughs> Like really, it's kind of like when you graduate, this is interesting because my son's going to graduate this year. It's like when you graduate high school and you can literally do anything with your life. That's what I feel like, you know, Mark and I talked about a couple episodes ago, we could like sing on cruise ships. I mean, I don't sing, but in five years, all my kids would be growing up and I could like do something on a cruise ship. I could learn to tap dance, um, horseback riding. I mean, whatever. One of my dreams, totally side note, I want to go to Australia. So any of you listening in Australia, do you want me to come speak at your church? Cause I'd love to, <laughs> I'd love to. And if any of you listening have a place like a church or somewhere where you would like to hear us speak, let us know. Like we're open to trying to find, you know, speaking opportunities all over the world. Not saying we can necessarily go, but it's something that we're interested in. So Anyways, I know this was like kind of a different episode. I like it better too when it's conversational. So in the next one, Mark should be back. We have a great idea for the next one. So you'll definitely want to join us for that. And, you know, thank you for being here today. The fact that you're listening means you care about yourself. You care about your future. You want things to get better and you will have a chance to redefine who you are. Now you're the same core person, but you don't have the title anymore, you know, of, married and you know all of that stuff but you're still you but 2.0 right you're able to figure out who you are I don't know about you I said that like 10 times but I feel stronger because of this um I keep hearing what doesn't kill you makes you strong (laughs) okay I can't sing but it's true and when we are weak he Jesus is strong and so let him be your strength and let him infuse you with his strength and give you the tenacity and the strength and the power to make it through another day. And not just make it. I always say this. I don't want to just survive as a widow. I want to thrive. How about you? You want to thrive? Because we are told to have life and have life abundantly. That's what we want. Not just to survive this life we've been given. So anyways, I hope that this helps you and that you realize you get to redefine who you are. It's your choice. You don't like your job? 
get a different one. You're not a tree. You're not planted there. Wait, is that how the saying goes? <laughs> get up and move. You're not a tree. You're not planted there. Something like that. Like you do have control over your future. You really do. You really do. And what I like to do is ask God to guide my steps. I ask him to, you know, I go towards something and close it if it's not supposed to happen or I go towards something, open the doors, God, show me what to do. I've been praying a lot. I go on these walks with Bentley, our dog, and I leave my phone at home and I pray and they're good prayer times. And I'm like, looking at Jesus, look at, you know, he's right here. I'm talking to him and I'm like, guide me, God, guide me, show me, open the doors, close the wrong doors. Just show me what you want for my life. And he does. He opens the doors. He closes the doors and he promises to be a place of, if we lack knowledge to ask and he will give it to us. So anyways, I think that's all. Um, if you like this episode, we love it. If you give it a little thing, five stars on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen, if you really, really liked it, what we'd really love is a little review where you write something about the podcast and what you got out of it. This isn't so we can toot our own horn <laughs> and crack myself up. It's really like weird having like one-way comedy without Mark here. It just doesn't work the same. Um, anyways, I don't even remember toot my own horn. Oh, we do it so that the word gets out. We get boosted up in the ratings, more people hear us, all that stuff. We're now, I think in like 22 or 23 countries, which is so awesome. Thank you for all of you listening literally all over the world. We appreciate you. And again, we'd love to hear from you. And also make sure you subscribe because when you subscribe, this will come right to your inbox, right to your phone. So you want to make sure you subscribe to our channel. And you can also, like I said earlier, if you want to hear another podcast, listen to Whittle Goals. Okay, have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Thank you.